All right, here we are for Instigating Women and Friends. Today we've started with black screen because Liz and I talked earlier this week and we really wanna focus on pretty, how mm. we look, what our culture tells us about how women should look or shouldn't and whether all of this pressure we feel is really culture or is it more? So we decided to be brave today and tape without makeup on. So we're gonna take ourselves off black screen. I can go first, very nervous. All right, oh my gosh. <laughs> What is that? You look like a reverse football player. I know. This is apparently something that makes your eyes not be puffy. Oh. Yeah, I have a I have a story about why why this is. <laughs> so what's your story and what is it? Um it's I don't actually don't know what this is, to be honest. I just, you know, put whatever someone tells me to put on my face. You just have that um, <laughs> in whatever somebody tells you to do. Kind of until I don't. That's so sweet. Um, I have a long sorted history of um, doing things to myself to try to stay young looking and it never goes well. It's like the universe is telling me to just accept myself as the fully alive woman that I am, wrinkles and all. But I don't because I'm, you know, so affected by all the images we see. And um, I, it's like I make a deal with the devil and I go and I, every time I go to a different place, like, so like I got Botox two weeks ago <laughs> and um, the people were very, very nice. And I asked them to do half the dose because I'm such an expressive person that it just, I don't look like me. In fact, my husband, Ian, um, makes fun of me when I come home and he'll say, <laughs> he'll say things like, are you feeling an emotion right now? Because I can't tell. <laughs> And um, so anyway, so this last time, I'm always in this percentage of category to you know how you like the fine print whenever you do anything aesthetic, they'll be like, there's a chance that you could have blah, 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 right? Yeah. And, and so Liz, then, this is for you. Right. So basically, Liz, this is for you. Exactly. And um, I'm always in that percentage that has a reaction. So I had a reaction on this side of my face. My eye completely swelled up oh, no. the next day after it. Actually, it wasn't the next day. It was on day, day three. Mm -hmm. And so I called them and they were so apologetic and they had me come back in and they were like, yeah, you're in this weird 20% that gets mylar edema. <laughs> what is mylar edema? It's basically it's swelling of the eye. Huh. So they gave me these, but, and, and the thing about it is 
it's it's a weird place to be when you succumb right i'm a feminist like i don't even believe in doing this <laughs> stuff but and yet i succumb to this pressure i feel to look young and then i end up it's like the worst happens and i feel even worse about myself because i look like you know the elephant woman on this side of my face <laughs> It, the same thing happened when I went in, you know, I was saying I just do what people tell me to do. The last time I did Botox, which was like two years ago, uh, no, three years ago, the person who did who did it, she convinced me to try fillers. Oh, uh -huh. bad. Yeah. I had a reaction to that. And <laughs> I think you talked I was, about that one before. We did. I was like in the again in this 20% of people that they get the filler, it's like called retained filler, and it stays in your eye for in your eye socket. Nice. <laughs> but it, you know, again, what's that's the universe trying to tell me? It could affect your eye itself, which right. could could be a really important thing to have eyesight your vision right <laughs> and it could affect your vision but you know what i think the thing that was the most disturbing in all of this and it's just really gotten me thinking and why i wanted to talk about this today is the intake form i filled out this last time i thought it was a joke i thought it was like somebody was punking me because they ask you to say why am i here what what are my goals and I swear that one of the choices, one of the choices was look like Britney Spears. One of the choices was I want, I want to look perfect. I want to look perfect. That was one of the choices, Gwen. It was so it uh, I just the whole time I was sitting there going, what? Why am I buying into this? You know, it was like I was having cognitive dissonance in my own mind and that just goes to show you how powerful those images are and how powerful the messaging is whether it's you know subliminal or not and so yeah i don't yeah so and, and, as, as you talked about it earlier this week. I, I try even yesterday, not putting on makeup on and going out to the store for a little bit and tried to think through what is it about makeup? And I don't know for me, at least that it's a cultural or a male. I should, frankly, Mike loves me more without makeup on mm -hmm. than with. Um, and I had a really important meeting this week. Um, and I was supposed to dress very professionally. And so I did put makeup on, of course, but just light. But I also found myself adding some perfume. And I thought, well, that's interesting because that had nothing to do with how I looked, nothing mm -hmm. to do with makeup. No one on a video screen could tell how I smelled. But I just, in my routine to look professional, also added a spray of, and, and I, so I think for me, a lot of it comes back to what is my routine to feel put together, to feel confident, um, to come across the way I want to come across professionally, 
which you could say um, is because I've been trained that way. Um, mm -hmm. So that's very possible. Um, yet for me, maybe it's putting on a uniform it, or maybe it's putting on my armor. Mm -hmm. I'm not quite sure. Um, I, I was, you had me thinking about that, about the armor, that armor piece. And that, I mean, I, what I think what it comes down to is our outward appearance is connected to our inner self-talk, mm -hmm. you know, and that's the thing that I think finally got to me that led me to go do it again, right? Again, the fourth or fifth time I've done this and the, and the outcome is not what I was hoping for. In fact, it's worse than I felt before I went in. But that when I see pictures of myself, mm. this, the, it's the self-talk that is, oh God, I look so tired or I look so, um, uh, oh, what was the word that I was, haggard. Mm. I look so haggard. To myself and and that that's not acceptable like that doesn't feel acceptable to me because that's not how i how i think of myself i mean the same thing applies to weight you know i've gained the covid well i stopped counting at 15 and my scale broke and i didn't fix it but you know what is that what is the self-talk when i find that I don't fit in the pants that I liked to wear before, you know, and how can we change that? How can we change that inner narrative? I, yeah, I, I do think that the more internal nervousness I have or conflict, um, stress, the more it makes me want to work on my armor. Um, and I, I, you know, I have talked to a few people this week and, and one in particular said, I just have to get my hair done. I just have to, it's been such a stressful week. And I look at myself in these zoom calls and I don't recognize myself, but more it's I'm internally stressed and I don't feel great about myself. And so the external stuff is a quick fix. You can buy a product or you can pay someone to do something short term. And sometimes maybe we just get desperate and stressed out enough that we just need a little pick me up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's true. And so, but, but the question to, for me anyway to work on is what? what do I need to decide inside myself to accept the person that I'm becoming? Um, and to, to love that version of me as much as, you know, um, the version of me that uh, I saw this picture ago or five years ago it was taken. And I, it was at the height of when I was doing hot yoga Mm -hmm. like three times a week and I had all these you know muscles and I wasn't wearing any makeup then but I just looked like you know the version of myself that I want to look like but I need to accept the version of me that, that is now and future and you know the, the other thing that's a big milestone for women you mentioned hair is when do we let ourselves just be the natural color that we are mm -hmm. You know, I mean, 
I'm so gray now that I have to uh, dye my hair every three weeks. So I've taken, because I don't want to spend that money. And now my husband dyes my hair for me <laughs> with a paintbrush. <laughs> Other duties as a sign. Other duties as a sign. That's right. So, and you know, here's another thing. I, I just, a gateway, I think is what would I want my daughter to feel about herself at the age of 47? Yeah. I'm constantly pushing back on the pressures to, um, for girls to put makeup on and have their hair look perfect and dress a certain way for dance, you know, like I, and the conform, all the conformity that comes with that. Mm-hmm. And yet for myself, I don't do that. And they're watching me. Yeah. So your, your question about how do you get comfortable and your daughter um, being brought into it makes me think about my daughter just looked at some pictures of herself from five years ago. And she said, oh my gosh, I thought I was so weird back then. And I thought I was just, you know, so pudgy and I, I didn't like my hair. And now I'm looking at these pictures and I was so cute. And I said, yes. And remember that when you're 25 and then you look back at these pictures of you today, because today I hear you saying, oh, I'm not strong enough. And I'm not, I'm, I, I wish I had abs, you know, I wish I had mm-hmm. abs and I wish my hair were longer. And I said, and when you're 25 and you look back at today, you're going to go, what was I thinking? And so I'm just thinking about you looking back on you today when you're 80 or 90 or a hundred and what would your future self say to you, Liz? Get a grip. (laughs) She'd say you're beautiful. Yes. And that doesn't mean pretty. That does not mean pretty. And I want to distinguish that. I, I believe beauty is inside and is expressed through the way you interact with people and how you make other people feel. I do not believe beauty is necessarily pretty. I believe beauty is art and art and beauty is in the eye of the beholder. How, what experience you are creating with that other person or other people. And regardless of what your future self says to you, you are absolutely beautiful to me every day. However you show up, you make me feel like I have a warm soul who understands me and appreciates me for whoever I am. And I think you do that for so many others. You're one of the most beautiful people I know. Mm. You know what I find beautiful what? is um, humor, finding humor in the absurdity of life. Like even as I was looking at my face and I felt I kind of had that shame spiral initially, like, God, see, that's what, why do you mess with yourself? That's what happens. And then there was this part of me that just thought it was really funny, yeah. you know, that is just absurd, especially then do you want to know what I did the first day? Sure. <laughs> I had really bad hemorrhoids in all my pregnancies and I still had some preparation age left. Over. It's probably expired by now, but I seriously, I went and put um, 
preparation H on the top of my eyelid. No, you did not. I did. And it worked. That's not good for you. I think it, I think it, um, it's basically a topical steroid. So I think it thins your skin over time, but I did that. Oh my gosh. And then I laughed some more at myself. Yeah. Why not? I mean, we're here to have fun. Yeah. If we can't keep it real and have fun in everything we do, at least most of the time, then yeah. why are we here? Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. It's just not worth it. Um, that's why I got myself this sweatshirt. Ah, awesome. everything is fine. Everything is fine. It's fine. I look fine. It's better than fine. It's awesome. You're right. It's awesome. It really is. So I think what I'm taking away is that when I start doing that negative self-talk about my physical appearance, um, whether it's my weight or my wrinkles or um, my swollen preparation HI. Um, <laughs> Just one. <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'm gonna channel the me that, that wants my daughters to grow up and feel fully accepting of themselves and fully accepted um, in our culture. Mm -hmm. And you know, what would I say to Mia? What would I say to Amelia right now? Where would your mindful groundhog come in? I think that my mindful groundhog would, would say that this is not important. This is just not important. This is not how I'm going to spend my energy. Good. You look pretty resolved in that. How would you know? Because my forehead won't move. So. Touche. <laughs> I'm freaking out right now. You just can't tell. <laughs> oh, I... I, I have nothing more to offer. <laughs> Until next time, then maybe I'll be able to give you some more expression in another week. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll wait for the mindful groundhog to speak in a few weeks. Okay. All right. Before we go, oh. mm -hmm. yeah. I'd like to update on my intermittent fasting. Oh, yes. How's that going? Well, these are the last few weeks. Um, I am beginning to rename it intermittent cleansing because I feel like when I am fasting, I'm actually cleansing. Okay. And it makes me feel better just to talk about cleansing rather than fasting, which feels like I'm you know, suffering, which I'm not. It's cleaning versus depriving. Right, right. So anyway, that makes me feel better about it. And as of today, I am at 111% of my goal. So I am down an even 3% over the last several weeks, which probably is a, a month. So oh, congratulations. Pleased. Pleased. How do you feel though? I feel so much better. I 
don't feel like I'm dehydrated um, because I'm drinking uh, much more water and tea, um, doing more tea than coffee, which is also good. Um, and I just get up in the morning and feel like I have more energy. Um, and because I think I have shifted it from fasting to cleansing, I'm watching more what I eat mm. than just looking at the number of hours of, of time in between what I eat. So I'm, I have tried in the last two weeks, um, to really back away from as much processed stuff as possible, although it's nearly impossible not to mm -hmm. Um, but I think that's made a huge difference as well. So it's really a combination. Trying to eat, um, natural food, like fruit and vegetables and things like that. Fruit and vegetables. And, and if I do eat meat or if I eat fish, um, to make sure that <clears throat> it is prepared naturally as much as possible. And we're cooking at home as much as possible, trying not to salt or use a bunch of stuff, um, which always makes me puffy and just makes me, mm. When they're yeah. no. tight, I know I've done things that aren't so great. Yeah, I'm the same way. My big thing is popcorn and eating popcorn late at night when we're watching This Is Us. And then the next morning, I can't get my rings off. Yeah, yeah. That's our insides talking again yeah. <laughs> in different ways. Different ways. My insides trying to tell me to stop messing with myself. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Common theme. Oh, look at your water. Hey, hey, nice one. So anything else we want to say today? We've said plenty. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome and that was fun. Thanks my friend. Thank you. See you next week. <laughs>